And I was like, I got something over here. And they followed it up with an ultrasound immediately. Promptly sent me in to get a biopsy the next day, next couple days. Yeah, they came with me. so fast. They were fantastic. And I came back as positive for And what was striking, and it was awesome, actually, when we went for that biopsy, the nurse was like, look, I see this all the time. Mm -hmm. Don't worry. What we saw and the way your age, I'm confident that it's nothing. Remember? Right. And which was comforting, yet wrong. Yet wrong. And I could have just ran with that, right? Um, so I get a call from the doctor who sent me to get the biopsy to come in on Monday morning at 8 a.m. I knew that wasn't a good sign. My husband and I went in and they told me I had DCIS. Um, ductal carcinoma in situ. In situ? No, I think that's... <laughs> that's I've been living this awesome. for a year and a half. Ductal carcinoma. No. Anyway, I had garden variety breast cancer at that point. They knew that it was fueled by estrogen, and that I needed to go in and have some surgery to get it removed. Not all cancers are fueled by estrogen. Some are estrogen dominant, some are not. Right. So when we in, are not oncologists over here. I went in and I didn't. I I didn't want to have fake boobies, so I opted for just a lumpectomy on this. I side. would have just personally yeah. give me some. But notes. you have that choice. Yes, you have that choice, and. Um, and then I went, endured five months of chemotherapy and 31 or 32 days doses of radiation. They knew going in, once she did the biopsy and the doctor talked to you, you then did this lumpectomy. They identified stage one mm -hmm. so they could appropriately treat. After the surgery, however, they diagnosed me stage two breast cancer. So... In my, when I look back on this experience, I think, man, if only I had gone in for my mammogram a year after my first one. Because my cancer barely touched one of my lymph nodes. So it metastasized, which all of a sudden made me a candidate for chemotherapy. I could have avoided that whole nightmare if I had gotten in in time and saw. So my, my argument, though, is but they didn't see it on the mammogram. In my but, particular case, I have dense breasts, so mammogram couldn't see it. So, so given the fact, once you have a diagnosis of dense breasts, which many women do, an ultrasound is the standard of care to follow up on all women. So if she had gone in at that next mammogram, we would have known already from the previous one that she had dense breasts, and we would have ordered a follow-up mm -hmm. ultrasound. Mm -hmm. And that's where it was found. So women are concerned about getting mammograms and it's not finding breast cancer. But here, as your provider for Well Women, we can order your breast exam. We, we can order your breast imaging. So knowing that Angie had dense breasts, we could have annually and we would annually, but now she's got a special fancy doctor for that. And but a special would, test called an MRI annually. Yeah. But we would now say, let's get an ultrasound, because we do know what the studies show is that is the standard of care. Mammography first to identify dense breasts. Then once we have a dense breast diagnosis, we will then just automatically follow up with an ultrasound. And very common and popular, not so common, but very popular coming up in conversations right now is thermography. Mm -hmm. And we did have a conversation with Angie's oncologist, who was wonderful. Um, he also, prior to being an oncologist, he was an acupuncturist, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Was, yeah. 
So this guy isn't just like, you know, medication, chemo, doesn't know anything about holistic healthcare. The guy was um, really, really wonderful doctor and really understood different modalities of care. And so I felt confident when I asked him the question, because I would go with Angie to her chemo, mm -hmm. um, what do you think about thermography? And he was like, you know, it's just, we're not there yet. Thermography, I was just did a, uh, a research, I just Googled it, not Googled it, I have a database, a medical database called Up to Date that we reference with, because we're an evidence-based practice, which you hear us say all the time. Mm -hmm. With thermography, which is heat, right, because we know that cancer cells generate heat, and with this thermography, we can identify hot spots in the breast, which is super cool and no side effects from thermography, yet if there's any finding in thermography, the next course of action is a mammogram, which we would then refer out for an ultrasound, mm. um, so we would actually get some actual data. But there's a 60, currently, as of today, with thermography, there's a 25% false positive, okay? So you'd always rather a false positive than a false negative. 60% chance of a false negative with thermography, which is problematic. 60% mm. of women are, are thinking, well, we're fine if we're doing thermography and they're wrong. So we don't really think that's a great modality as of today. Ultrasound is really a great modality. MRI is a great modality. Mammograms, the recommendation is between the ages of 40 and 44, your choice if you want to go in annually. And there are a lot of factors that will make that determination for you. Um, 45 to 54, annual mammography is recommended. In Angie's case, she was in the 40 to 44 range, didn't mm -hmm. really need to go back for annuals. Mm -hmm. It was her choice. The mammogram may not have found it, but due to the first mammogram identifying dense breasts, it would have given us the ability to say, annually, get an ultrasound. Mm -hmm. Because we know with dense tissue, we can't see mass as well. So The other thing we learned about thermography when we were reading about this on the UpToDate medical website was that it can find things, but not early enough. Yeah, early detection was poor. And early detection is the key to all of this. My survival rate is significantly higher than somebody who has stage three breast cancer or a stage four breast cancer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we encourage everyone. I went in as soon as Angie had this finding. Of course, um, I went over to the wonderful right here in Santa Clarita. We have the Sheila Velos Imaging Center. They do great work, you guys. They do great work. We refer to them. Mm. Um, so I went in. I scheduled my mammogram, and because I had a palpable mass, I was able to get straight in. They did an ultrasound and then they followed up, I mean they did a mammogram and followed up with an ultrasound and indeed what I had was a benign cyst. Um, mammograms don't hurt. Mammograms don't they hurt. They don't hurt. So the concern, And they take like five minutes yeah. and they don't hurt. Yeah, I mean, define hurt. I mean, you know, it might not be, com might not be comfortable. Those of us that are uh, not ample Bosomed. Um, I was like, dude, I don't think, I think my face is in the way. I can't get my breast in there far enough because I have no breast at all. I was basically smushed up to the machine, turning my head to the side. Um, and I didn't have any discomfort. But um, I know Dr. Mercola, a lot of you are very familiar with his website. He's got some good information on there. 
he does have these big headlines that say mammograms increase your risk of cancer. Um, what increases your risk of cancer is staying alive. One in eight women will will develop breast cancer. One in eight, One in regardless eight. of family history. I had no family history. I was and a mountain biking fanatic, eating clean, yeah, yeah, all yeah. the hippy dippy stuff she wants me to do. Yeah, yeah. and I still got it. Baraka, negative. negative. So no family history, because then they'll do some genetic testing. So, okay, let's just, um, this is so much information. It's not really in our wheelhouse here. Um, obviously, we don't diagnose breast cancer. Mm -hmm. We don't treat breast cancer. Um, but what we do is we refer out for annual screenings. And you have many of, you've had a handful of them. Oh my gosh, since this happened, mm -hmm. we've had several sent. phone calls yeah, mm -hmm. of people saying, hey, I have a mask. And even if you're, the tricky is if you're breastfeeding, you know, masses, plug ducts happen, a variety of things go on. Um, we have been very quick to say, look, let's just get an ultrasound of that. Let's just get you in there for an ultrasound. And we are happy to refer for ultrasounds mm -hmm. for any palpable mass, even if you are breastfeeding. And we've come to the conclusion that it may not be a plug duct. I mean, so always call the office. We are able and um, it is within our scope of practice to make those referrals. We also have an ultrasound tech that will come here and do some ultrasounds on your breasts if necessary, if you are uninsured. Also, if you are uninsured, you are not a legal resident. Mm -hmm. um, there are clinics throughout Los Angeles that will offer mammograms. For free. Mm -hmm. Yes, for free. If you need a list of those, you can call Sheila Vilas and get them. That's what I did for a couple of the women I've run into yeah. that fit that criteria. That are afraid to go. They might be, you know, they're, they're not legal here in the States. They don't have any health insurance. They're frightened to go in. Call us or call the Sheila Vilas Imaging Center here in Santa Clarita and you'll get a list of resources. Mm -hmm. um, so the big takeaway is breast cancer happens to one in eight women. Um, it's terrible. It's terrible. Um, watching Angie have her experience is just really, is really intense and very selfishly because if she's not here, <laughs> we can't run the office. And those of you that were part of the practice while Angie was going through her treatment might have sensed a little disruption in the running of the practice. And we used to joke that we would close the office every Tuesday because I would go with Angie she to chemo. Every chemo. Because I had a vested interest in keeping me alive. <laughs> But it's, it is no joke, and how you choose to treat it, we are not discussing alternative cancer treatments versus conventional cancer mm -hmm. treatments, because, man, until you're sitting in that hot seat, you have no idea what you're going to do, and that is the bottom line. So we support any way that you want to go about your treatment, mm -hmm. but um, stage two, caught early, it is still kicking your ass, mm -hmm. I have to say, still. and mm -hmm. she's out of treatment. Mm -hmm. So this is no joke. Okay, she's a breastfeeding mom, super healthy, no family history, an athlete, and there you go. So the takeaway is, ages 40 to 44, annual breast exams are your choice. Ages 45 to 54, once a year, it is recommended that you do your mammogram, or I think personally an ultrasound is a better way to go. Mm -hmm. So we can help you figure that out. 55 and older, every two years is an appropriate course of action. Uh, ultrasound is very effective. MRI is really, really effective. Um, thermography at this point, 
the data isn't there yet, um, and the follow-up, if there's a finding, is with a mammography a mammogram. So any questions or concerns, please feel free to contact us here at the SCB Birth Center. Um, we, I don't know what that signal was. Um, Kelly has a question. Yeah, question. We, had, we had a question come in from <laughs> Becky Metcalf. She Hi, says, Becky. Hi, Becky. for someone who hasn't gotten any sort of ladies checkup, aka a pap, breast exam, etc., where would you recommend or refer to, not that it's been over four years or anything? Yes, so <laughs> come here at the SCB, so a lot of options. At the SCB Birth Center, we are licensed midwives. We are licensed to do all your well woman exams. The recommendation is a pap every three to five years if you've never had a neg uh, positive pap result, if you're with the same partner, um, those are some criteria. If you are you, having multiple partners, or you have a new partner, or you've ever had a positive pap mm -hmm. with abnormal results, then we recommend, there, there are different recommendations, at least once a year, possibly once every six months, it depends on your age and your history. Um, but we do all of those exams here at the SCB Birth Center. Um, insurance um, may or may not cover them if you're coming to us. We will make referrals to appropriate caregivers in the community. We have some wonderful um, gynecologists that will do all of that care for you, depending on your insurance. Um, so it's lovely when you come here. We do a one-hour well woman exam. We talk about nutrition. We talk about supplements. We talk about your lifestyle. We do a very comprehensive breast exam. We talk about how to do a variety of things for your own body, knowing what's going on. And we do a lot of education at our one-hour well-women exams. And, of course, we love to see um, young women starting their, their well-women exams with us, especially if it's going to be your first, your daughter's first, or if you're 18 and older listening to this and you're sexually active, which most 18-year-olds probably aren't. My children are not. <laughs> Tell yourself that right uh, now. Okay. Um, so we, this is a great place if you're going to get your very first well woman exam, let me tell you, you want to do it with a midwife because mm -hmm. we are very, it's warm, it's kind, we take our time, it's, it's really the way you want to go. But yes, um, for women in their childbearing years, every three to five years if you're with the same partner, more frequent if you have multiple partners or a new partner or any abnormals. Yes, so the takeaway is... Do yourself breast exams. Feel yourself up, even if you don't know what you're doing. Just yeah. know, how, know what's what your normal for like. you. Mm -hmm. um, I also wanted to give a shout out to City of Hope, who opened oh, offices gosh. here in Valencia about yeah. a year and a half ago. It's a really special place. They are up here in Santa Clarita. That's mm -hmm. where Angie did all of her treatment. Yeah. The doctors were amazing. The nurses were awesome. The facility was great. I mean, it's still chemo which is terrible, but I mean, nobody can True. make it good, but the, they have lovely recliners that are nice and toasty warm yeah. and blankets, and they made space for all of us that would join Angie her chemo, mm -hmm. and they did a really awesome job, and um, it's terrible. And your kids need you to stay alive. Angie's children at the time of diagnosis were how old? Mm, seven. Seven, 10, and 13. Super scary, you guys. Mm -hmm. So call us if you have any questions. Um, we're happy to refer you to the appropriate caregivers. We have wonderful providers up here in Santa Clarita that are doing great work. Um, and there you have it. So thanks for joining us. And uh, check us out, scbbirthcenter.com, iTunes. This is uploaded to our podcasts. Um, and like us, comment, share with your friends and family members. Thanks, you guys. Thanks. Have a great day.